Hello, Boise and beyond. This is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. I am Douglas Bowles, and today kicks off something very special for us. We're showcasing a whole month of music-themed podcasts in honor of the 2014 Treefort Music Fest, happening March 20th through 23rd in downtown Boise, Idaho. Get your tickets now at treefortmusicfest.com. I've set up a Facebook event page to keep you in the loop of everything that's going on here for the next month. Find and like the SyncBook Facebook page and then scroll down until you see the recent post about the 42 Minutes March Music Showcase. Join us and we'll keep you up to date on the latest details. If this is your first time here, welcome. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com or you can contact us at mail at 42minutes.com. Next week, the magic sword in all its glory comes to 42 Minutes. We suggest you checking out their Kickstarter right now at magicswordmusic.com. Today, on this 25th day of February, for episode number 125, we reconnect with an old friend that we first met last year for episode number 74. Much has happened in a year, so it's time we catch up. Um, yes, it is. It's time we check in and see what Gilbert's been up to. Hello, I'm William Morgan, and today on 42 Minutes, we're speaking with Eric Gilbert, DJ, musician, booking agent, promoter, and visionary. Eric is the festival director and talent buyer for the Tree Fort Music Fest, now entering its third year. More information about the festival can be found at treefortmusicfest.com. Mr. Gilbert is also a founding member of the Duck Club, a local music promotions enterprise that has really flourished since we, we spoke to him last. You can hear Eric's music stylings on his Bandcamp page, finriggins.bandcamp.com, or on Monday mornings at radioboise.org for Antlercraft, his weekly Radio Boise show. We are happy to have him back. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Yeah. Good Good to be back. Great. Yeah. Do you want to start yeah. with Duck Club or Tree Fort 2013? <laughs> Boy, you have had such a great year. Do you, does, it, does it seem like? Yeah. I can't believe it's been a year, but at the same time, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of stuff that's happened. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, it seems like... I mean, this, the, this festival coming back around so fast, I mean, we've just been working so hard that, like, all of a sudden it's like, here it is again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, things have been good. It's been a really, like, it's been a, a really, like, kind of building and busy year for us, for, for sure, as we try to wrap our brains around exactly what we're we're trying to accomplish, I guess. <laughs> Are you beginning to spell out the nature of these different organizations that you're working yeah, with? Yeah, I think... Yeah, they're starting to take a little bit more shape, and there's more people kind of working with us. And because with the, with the Duck Club, there's also Duck Club touring uh, side where you know I book tours for bands, and we have, we have an agent that's based in San Francisco now too. And it's all really like, I mean, very much like when we built Tree Fort the, the first year. For the most part, we're all pretty green at how to build anything like this, you know. So we're kind of just taking our own approach to the organization as a whole. And, just sort of developing it as we go. It's, it's, it, it, it's been fun, but it's been a, been a, a work and challenging at times. Are you constantly plugged in? Do you have any downtime? <laughs> um, not currently, but um, but also in this year, I did. Uh, I now have a 
she's almost four months old. I have a little daughter named Vera, so she kind of is by my side a lot while I'm trying to try to stay semi plugged in. So. <laughs> no, I've 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 heard this that you have a new roadie yeah. joining you at all these great shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the infant car seat with the the headphones on. The... Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I am plugged in a lot. Luckily, I I uh, I've gotten a little bit better equipment uh, for being plugged plugged in. I got a better laptop this last summer and stuff. So <laughs> it helps. As someone who's an independent producer in the field of social media, you know, what is the state of that right now? The state of social media? Yeah, you know, it's a hard... So we have, you know, this is a great partner of mine, and she's one of the more active partners with everything we're doing. That's Megan Stahl, and, and she kind of comes from a little bit of more of a social media background. And, yeah, it's, it's such a changing beast all the time, like how to cut through the noise, which is kind of the whole, you know, problem in general with trying to just communicate with what, you know, what shows are coming up and and whatnot. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, the state of things is sort of, um, it's hard to really gather what the best angle is on it, but we keep trying different things. And... Well, are you having pretty good luck on, like, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter? or is, are, and then Yeah, She's a big fan of Instagram and uses it a lot. Um, and I think, especially because we're, we're, our whole organization is pretty visual based, you know, with the art that we do and, um, you know, taking good photos at shows and stuff. So Instagram makes a lot of sense. Twitter and yeah, I mean, Facebook is still, it's, it's still with us. It's holding on. We'll see. <laughs> and then do you so. feel like those, each of those different portals have their own community that kind of like their own little fan base? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and similar, I mean, just also just word of mouth, you know, we, we, I mean, that's still the most valuable kind of, you know, essentially pr promotion or just way to get the word out. And there, you know, there's still people that aren't, aren't on any of those things. So yeah, it's, it, it, it'd be nice if there was a central, you know, community bulletin board that everyone checked at every day, but that just isn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the, what's the word of mouth on, on, uh, Tree Fort 2014. What are you hearing? On the street, at least, it seems like people are really excited. I think there seems like a broader base of people that are understanding what we're doing. And especially as we've continued to de de develop and sort of, you know, also just broaden what we're doing. There's more el elements of the the local and regional music scene that are involved. Um, and now with all the extra sort of, doing this hack fort which is a tech sort of thing and a film festival and yoga fort and skate fort and all these other just more entities in the community been coming to us with with ideas and relevant to a lot of your normal listenership the story fort thing too where we're bringing in writers and poets and um and that's all like so different entities came to us with ideas of ways to be involved and you know we fielded requests and as long as they seem like they could, they could be somewhat self self uh, self reliant. We've been involving more more people, so I, I get a good sense that the community is embracing it more. So and, pe and people are excited. I think people are recognizing that. I feel like the the, the music lineup at least this year is is it's really it's really dense. You know, it's not as it's not yeah, it's just really it's really solid. You know, in a real uh, middle class sort of way. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so the first festival yeah. just kind of took people by surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it was amazing. And then the second one, you was, know, what two hundred and fifty crazy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it got to two hundred seventy bands last year, I think, and yeah, it kind of doubled the second year. Yeah. yeah. How was it, how was it received? It was received really well. You know, it's it's you know I'll be frank that that, that it's a challenging beast financially to to make work, but but as far as how it was received crowd wise and 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 artist wise and how it all went was um, great. I mean, we couldn't especially because it was it, it, it was uh, as you recall it was it was really cold that that weekend, so it was a it was a pretty cool test. To the festival is yes. and the I think people renamed it Snowfort last year. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. It was cold. I mean, but then there's people. I mean, it was like 20 degrees outside, and people are lined up around the block trying to get into places. Um, so it didn't. You know, I think it it probably slowed the growth a little bit, which I actually thought was 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 a, a healthy thing. You know, it really kept it to the people that were really like passionate about the vision of the festival being like. Uh, you know, a discovery of new of new music and really focused on the music side of it, not necessarily as much just the oh, let's go hang out and party with a bunch of people. So, uh, how has it changed this year? I guess what what did you learn from last year? Yeah, what do we? Well, um, we tried not to grow it at all this year, and it didn't double, which so that's good. <laughs> we did end up adding <laughs> a couple of venues. <laughs> it's grown in other ways. It's sort of like we were trying to keep it from growing up and it just sort of grew uh, out, you know, like a plant that we couldn't really con- control. So we, we were, you know, we were consciously trying to like, you know, just really get it to a manageable size and keep it there. But it, there's been so many people wanting to be involved and it's hard to say no to good ideas. And so how it's changed really, the, I think the most obvious way that the festival is going to, and I'm curious to see how it plays out. Because um, the, most of the music stuff, I mean, we expanded to a couple different venues, um, you know, and there's some, uh, we grew in some of some areas uh, genre-wise, like there's more punk and there's more metal, there's a little more funk and stuff like that. But um, really, it's just all these extra components that we're doing that, that are going to be happening during the day and, and really bringing in a lot, you know, like with this Hackford thing, it's really like got a life of its own. I'm really excited about it. Like someone from a, from IBM is going to come out and do a whole presentation on the supercomputer Watson. And they're doing like a circuit bending uh, workshop for kids and stuff on, you know, more related to music. And Dan Deacon's going to talk about his app and, and how that relates to his performances. And then, you know, so I'm really oh, curious crazy. to see how the community takes to that. Like if, if it's curious to end up being too much for this town all at once, but. <laughs> and and the, and especially because I just saw some of the films for the film festival, and they're incredible. They're, you know, it's it's a it's a film festival in the true sense of a festival circuit film festival. It's all going to be new works. You know, a lot of them are going to be coming fresh off of pre premieres at South by Southwest or or Sundance, and um, and the films are great. I just you know, I just wish I could go see any of them. <laughs> well, when we talked to you last year, mm-hmm. you had the, you know, not only the artists all lined up, but you had the schedules to, we're talking to mm-hmm. a little earlier this year. Yeah. Who are, who are the, the big draws and, mm-hmm. and uh, when do you think we'll be able to see that, 
schedule well, of the different venues and yeah, yeah so ironically i set myself up i was had this you know trying to get the schedule done right now I was like oh yeah i could probably talk and work on the schedule at the same time so um i decided to just talk to you guys but the, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you do being take your time is, you know you're doing great <laughs> yeah <laughs> so on on thursday we're, we're trying to get the schedule out on thursday so so that people can just start making you know because that's what's cool a lot of people have really taken to the the idea of you know researching the bands and trying to plan their uh their uh time at the festival which is going to be even more complicated this year with all the other stuff going on um so that's gonna happen uh, in, in a couple of days some of the bigger draws i mean obviously so they'll spill again and, and they're going to be playing one of their nights is going to be all new songs that they're pre- preparing for a new album and that's pretty exciting in its own right. And then um, really excited about some of our, the main stage stuff we have this year, one of which is, you know, really expanded on the hip hop side of things with um, Run the Jewels, a collaboration between LP and Killer Mike and pretty big in the underground hip hop scene. And uh, we're really excited on Sunday too, we kind of have a co-headline with the Joy Formidable and Polisa, um, Joy Formidable from London. And, um, RJD2 is is it's a really Ooh. popular DJ that's going to uh, grace our main stage this year and really expand on some of the way we, we have the cave singers on our main stage this year. They played the first year. We bring out this great band called Rubble Bucket that I've just kind of fallen in love with. They're a big like, eight-piece with horns and just fun, sort of funky pop stuff. And um, the Budos band are on Daptone Records and Really yeah, uh, yeah. Funk and soul. So. Yeah, and everything on, on the Daptones <laughs> label is really, yeah, exactly. really great. Well, especially after, after our experience with Sharon Jones last year at, on the main stage, and then we brought Charles Bradley to town in August, and we've just been loving all that stuff, so I had to revisit it. Well, talk about some of the shows you brought to town over the past year since the last Tree Fort. Yeah, there's been a lot. I should almost look at the calendar. Began the Charles Bradley show was a big highlight for us in in August. Um, Jeff Mangum too. Yeah, that's that's right. I forgot that one. That, that was, was a big yeah, deal. And, yeah, it was a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one to make to make happen. Um, especially, I you know I grew up a big uh, fan of Neutral Milk Hotel, and we don't do a lot of bigger shows to that scale. Like we're really in, you know. Like we we've been having a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot of our shows at the Crux. You know, it's like a 200 cap, all all ages venue, and we've been helping improve the sound there and stuff. And you know, I just that's such a great room for bringing in new m- music and introducing people to stuff. And um, it really has taken like, off this past year too. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Duck Club right now, right? The, the Duck Club about... promotions, yep. right? Yeah. Right. So so we're Duck Club. Presents is essentially the entity kind of behind Treefort, you know, and so, but, um, and that's, I think we probably talked about last year that we would, you know, we definitely, you know, further developed that whole thing um, since last, since we last talked, but, you know, it's just a way for us to stay active at a festival without, you know, putting the festival name on everything. So, so um, yeah, we brought a, a Montreal back. Um, Juliana Bar- Barwick at the Crux was really cool. He, yeah, we've been trying to spread that stuff out so we don't, you know, have a show every night, but it's hard. There's a, there's really increased traffic and uh, talent that wants to come, come come to town. And 
Well, that's what you set out to do, right? You set out to 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 mm-hmm. make Boise like a stop, and, yeah. it, and it's working. So, so mm-hmm. mission accomplished, right? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. It, it's cool because we made it a stop, and then it, in order to be sustainable, people got to come to the shows, and it's been you know it has definitely been increasing. We've definitely been seeing, and not just with the, our shows. It's cool. I think the, the the music scene as a whole is starting to see better attendance and and which is which is great. That's what it's gonna take for bands to want to come back. You know, you can treat them as nice as you can, but you know, if not very many people buy tickets and don't show up then um they're just they're not gonna make it a priority. So Right. And and so would you are you optimistic about that? I mean so I yeah, know that I'm probably yeah. in the older component of your audience. There's a uh-huh. lot of you know, us old timers who lived through uh-huh. the '90s and enjoyed that scene, but now that we all have kids, it's harder to go out too often. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and I, we definitely see an increase in the. I, I think some of the Boise State community and just like some of the the younger demo is starting to discover some of these. Because that was the problem. Is like these, these kind of shows that you guys have probably seen have been happening for years. Maybe a little less, uh, a little less often, but they were just like cri- cri- criminally underattended a lot. The people just weren't knowing about them, or you know, and I, I attribute a lot to Radio Boise too yeah. and stuff like that. Is that people just weren't listening to music outside of mainstream radio as as much as they are now, you know? And Radio Boise's really blossomed in the past year too. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I just think it's been a a big part of the sort of like just the culture of you know people. You know, people listening to a station like that, it just continues to, like I said, just blossom with, you know, it may be subtle, but it it's making a, a, a difference for sure. And so for our listeners who don't necessarily, we're not talking about like a, a strictly local scene. What we're talking about is more of an independent national scene with mm-hmm. bands that, that, don't have mainstream access, but do have these networks that uh, community radio stations tap into, or like a station out of Seattle, KEXP, where there is this vibrant network of independent creativity that mm-hmm. Boise's really becoming an interesting node part mm-hmm. of this whole um, independent creation stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a whole, this was just a whole scene in the macro music scene that can still, you know, thousand thousand seat theaters in clubs in other markets without you know without mainstream radio play or anything like like that and so um finding homes for those type of bands has kind of been our major goal and helping them develop a following in this town but it's not just music too which is interesting so you have artists like jason sievers or zach foss Mm -hmm. who are doing great work but being Mm -hmm. connected to uh musicians and other creative departments in other parts of the, the country. Yeah. So, yeah. So on that note, I mean, we've, we've been recruited and I'm actually working with Zach on, um, we're helping produce a feature film that's going to be filmed in Boise this summer. And, um, and what's cool about that is from we're on the street, there's four feature films being going to be filmed in Boise this summer, which everyone in the film scene said it's, it's, you know, been saying that it's un, unheard of. Um, and there's a lot of collaboration trying to happen with uh, with that. But so on your note, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and just been here, I mean, there's this definitely there's young bands that are now moving here, I suppose, to elsewhere. And you know, like there's some bands from you know, even if it's just like Eastern Idaho, 
you know, in the past they may go all the way to Portland when they move. Now they're kind of flocking here a little bit again. And um, there's some great new young bands that, that just moved to, 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 to town. And uh, and similar with the film scene, there was a few people in the film scene that moved away for a while. Now they've kind of flocked back. They're like, ooh, there's something going on here in the Boise, and they see the opportunity uh, to be involved in it. Okay, so you you mentioned four feature films. Who who is Zach Voss and and what does he do for yeah. Tree Fort? So so Zach Voss has been working on. He's been doing our essentially our promo videos for the past the last couple of years. Um, he actually also has an office space in our in our office space in Hyde Park, um, kind of a shared collective sort of office area. Um, and he got recruited to, to so we're doing this film called Mother's Milk, um, and he's going to direct it and. So Zach is this, he won the I forty eight competition here a couple of years ago and that was kinda of his initial uh feather in his cap and he's just he's a really hard worker, really really talented young guy and um is is been doing great work and it's just it's cool. It's been fun to watch him blossom, I think he's there. Yeah. So. We're gonna be talking to him March twenty fifth after the festival's over and we're gonna wrap oh, it cool. up. Yeah, and we'll We'll talk finally about you know his his first series of videos that was they were a lot of fun with yeah. the the monster, uh huh yeah <laughs> yeah and then he also the, this series of videos is uh, stop stop action animation what did they call that yeah stop motion stop animation yeah, yeah. stop motion yeah 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 stop motion yeah it was really cool to see him just work with a different for, uh, format and it did pretty good. Yeah, so we're excited about that, and then we'll get to, cool. you know, rehash our memories of because it it turn it ends up being a blur because it's just such yeah. solid, intense. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about up. some of the yeah. solid, intense memories that you have from 2013. Yeah, I um, man, yeah, so I, I end up with a bike, and I'm able to, you know, I run around and try to catch as much as I can as while putting out any fires that come out and, you know, doing a lot. Um, yeah, it's definitely a blur. What, I mean, really, the way the festival wrapped up last year was, and that's one reason Dandy is coming back, I, I just, you know, for your, your listeners and just sort of recall, the week of the festival, essentially our biggest headliner, Animal Collective, canceled. That's um, right. Yeah, and mm. to be honest with you, I... I it, you know, I, I we we quickly saw it as just an opportunity for something special, and um, you know, I I if we 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 were able to get a AU to come back out. They they were here the, the first year, but on short notice, they ended up putting together. You know, they came out as a three piece the first year. We got to come out as a, as a six piece with horns to fill in, and then we moved Dan Deacon to the head headliner slot, and um, and a um, AU set on the main stage that day, especially under the context was one of the most like joyous things I've ever experienced. And they were just like, it was just an incredible set. And then Dan Deacon just completely <laughs> um, flipped this town on its head as far as, and I don't know if either of you guys were there, but just what, what he, he's just, he's so much more than just a musician. He's like this, you know, performance artist slash philosopher slash motivational speaker. <laughs> it, it was, so. it was really <laughs> moving and interesting. I was there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he had such gear problems before. That's right, yeah. It, it was really uh, a shame because I was excited, and then, you know, so I mm -hmm. stayed for a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and so he's we're working through this problem with um, 
you know, he had so much gear, I think he just overwhelmed those mm-hmm. sound guys or something. Yeah. There was some a few different issues, and I actually missed most of that, so maybe that's how <laughs> I should show up. Well, so Wait. there was a lot of standing so. around, and, you know, mm-hmm. when people finally got him, they, they, they you know, they've been waiting mm-hmm. for him, so... But I heard like there was this whisper on the wind that the tree people were performing at the shrine. Oh, uh, which they did. Right. And Recently, so I yeah. heard, and then I just ran. Uh-huh. Yeah. You probably caught Camper then, too, Camper Van Beethoven. And, uh, were they before? Yeah. No, I think they, they would have played right before Bill Spill, yeah. No, I miss I miss those guys. I, but oh, so here's something that. from last year that was yeah. great, um, and maybe you mm-hmm. didn't – You, I'm sure you were aware of it, but – yeah. The record exchange did all these secret, yeah. uh, secret yeah. like, spring up in stores, and they have such mm-hmm. a great stage that it's mm-hmm. a nice place to catch a little performance. And so I, we would bring the kids in, we'd warm up, and oh, then awesome. <laughs> so we saw I think Sage Francis there. We saw Camper Van Beethoven there, Indian Wooden Indian Burial Wo- Ground. Yeah, yeah, yep. we saw a lot of great things, and it was just cool. kind of before things got started. The kids are there; it's nice and friendly and warm, and. Mm-hmm. And if they do that again, you know, I suggest people check that out. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll definitely be doing it again. And they just they announce who's doing them the day of the show. And, yeah, um, yeah, you have to pay attention. So, anyway, that was one of my kind of highlights. And then Dan DJ said at the end of the night too, and he gave this big monologue about, and and it really just it well, just a cat and cat to wrap that up. It just it was it blew my mind how well he just sort of understood what we were trying to do in this town, and he just put on this monologue about. Um, don't move. He was like, don't move to Portland. He was like, stay in your town, make it better, you know, make it what you want it to be. And he just, and, and he was just like, and he just, he made, made a call to sort of thank everyone working on the festival. He's just like, he's like, this is hard work. And these, you know, these people are, you know, they're, they're, they're doing it in a very like genuine way. And, um, and then he let everyone in like Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a poor boy. Yeah. It was just, I was really, I mean, he just like he just has like this intuition about him. And he just really understood um, this this town and the festival and just like a short period of time. Like, you know, he just absorbed it. <laughs> so anyway, the thing, the really special thing about this festival too, because mm-hmm. Boise is so small, is that when you go to the main stage, all your friends are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, all everyone you know in the yeah. world is right there, yeah. and you just move <laughs> through the crowd and. Hug people and hang out, and it's great. Yeah, and yeah, I remember talking to people last year. You know, and then when you part ways, you kind of can't try to keep up with your group of friends because you want to try to see everything you want to see, and people, you know, beelining to different places and stuff. So. Well, and then you make friends too. So last mm-hmm. year, uh, this guy, this crazy guitar guy, was playing this weird music up on the main stage. Delicate Steve, and we just we just oh, connected yeah. with him recently. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then he was talking about this band, uh, Deep Sea Diver, that you know he uh-huh. became friends with, and they were one of my highlights. I just they the sun was yeah. shining, and, and it was a great set. They yeah, were a perfect they're... main stage band. They're just so so tight, so good. Uh-huh. So good, and that's and so you touched on something that that's a that's a big part of what the festival is for me, and a lot of it is is that is getting, you know, bringing all these musicians to town so they can meet each other and then really adding in the local component to that too. So especially for a lot of these locals that haven't traveled out of the area yet, they're now, you know, mingling and getting to know these bands from all, 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 all over and more so than any other festival in the region, at least like 
I, I, we're really conscious about trying to involve a lot of the peripheral music scenes. Like we have bands from Spokane and Missoula and, and Salt Lake City and even La Grande Oregon and, and Las Vegas and Reno and um, Bellingham and Seattle and, you know, just really trying to help, you know, that whole kind of just natural network better get to know each other. And like I said, and then, you know, and then even then you introduced international artists and national artists too. Delicate Steve meets Deep Sea Diver, and it's just cool to see what comes of those relationships. So. Which brings us to Finn Riggins, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. Finn Riggins a little bit. Um, cool. I've been listening to you guys a little bit more lately, and uh-huh. I, I often like to listen to people, and yeah, I can pick out who they're influenced by by listening to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But I'm stumped, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Who are your inspirations? You know, my the, the most like to be honest, the most honest answer that I've had for that over the years is is you know I was a college radio DJ and um, I mean we just I just for, I don't know we we just we really just I, and I think we're part of the like the early like iPod era where like suddenly everyone's listening to kind of everything on shuffle and. Um, there was just, you know, I mean, we all listen to albums too and stuff. I mean, if you ask our drummer, he would, I mean, he just listened to Frank Zappa and Rush all, all, all day long. But, um, <laughs> but, but for me, I, I just, I've listened, I always listen to a lot of different things. And so I, you know, I'm a huge Talking Heads fan and there's elements of that in what we do, but it's, you know, I feel like we, you know, and, and to a, to a fault, to a degree, a little bit looking at it now, you know, it's like, Sometimes you want a band just to be really, you know, know what you're getting, like a Sharon Jones and and the, the Death Kings. It's a really defined sound, and and there's something really awesome about that. Did you catch their um, set? I, I caught a good chunk of it. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. incredible. So, and yeah, I love that stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, yeah. So semi to a fall, it's like kind of all over the place. I definitely agree, but um, but it's also just that's just what we just kind of right from a, we never really set out to be a certain kind of band, I, I guess, other than one that was, you know, one thing we talked about, I don't know if you're familiar with Ween, but or we're all like kind of really appreciate Ween and we're like, Ween just did whatever they wanted. Let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> so, oh, I wouldn't have yeah. thought that, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it, but it was more of like a, it was more of a, a philosophical influence as opposed to, you know, hmm. necessarily sound wise. You oh, guys are kind of on a hiatus right now. Is that correct? We are, yeah. We, our last show was August first, and Lisa was what six months pregnant at, at that time, um, which was pretty kind of an awesome sight with her playing guitar. And yeah. Then, um, <laughs> and uh, we actually we weren't going to play Tree Player. We were going to wait a whole year before, but then I don't know. We got we got encouraged to do it, and the last couple of years we've kicked the festival off on Thursday day at the you know, and so just seemed appropriate and we figured if i mean if and well i want to touch on this a little bit you know if, if like caustic resin can get back together after yeah that's something you gotta say whatever. so the voice the local yeah. boise showcase that's on what day yeah. is that so that's on wednesday that's a, so that we've added a day essentially <laughs> um the, the so. festival hasn't really grown but we've added a day no. and a whole new showcase <laughs> yeah so yeah exactly so with that we it's kind of a bonus show during the history of boise rock showcase um there's I don't know which, I think it's a melting hasn't played since 1989, you know, and like, um, wow. and there's, so, I've really been a, kind of flattered by it that, that, so there's people 
you know, the band's flying from all over the country to come reunite for the first time in however long. Um, and it was just cool to be be an entity or be an event that could help inspire that and and just give them, you know, I think it's going to give them a good uh, um, forum for, for doing this, you know. And, and also the, the film festival kick, kicks off on Wednesday, too. That was part of, anyway, so... So, yeah, through real quick back to the Finnegan thing, I mean, if those bands can get back together, we're sort of like, you know, we could just practice, you know, some and and and, and play. So we're, we're actually really excited our first rehearsal is this Saturday. So. Cool. Um, so I, I think, was your last show the Boise 150 celebration show? or was No, it, it was, we played one more day after that. Yeah. That was really close to the last show. Because yeah. that, was, that was pretty cool. I thought that was a nice honor that you guys played yeah, that show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were, you know, we had some technical difficulties out there, but it was otherwise, um, it was cool to be a part of that. So Boise sure. turned 150 years old this past summer, and and that's been mm-hmm. a big deal for a while in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but speaking of oh. kicking off the, the festival last year, that was mm-hmm. that was a great day too, where you had Foxygen and Unknown mm-hmm. Mortal Orchestra. And the thing about mm-hmm. Foxygen is they really kind of blew up after. Yeah. They were blowing up when they got here, but. And yeah. <laughs> both figuratively mm-hmm, yeah. and literally a little yeah. bit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Who, yeah, no, they had a great, great year. Do, yeah. Who cool. are some of the acts coming that, you know, might really explode this year? Yeah. Do you have I a think sense? One that's been on, yeah, I, there's a few. Like, one of the ones, there's a couple. Like, St. Seneca, seems like they're, there's a lot of kids who are excited about them, and they their album's going to come out right, at, I think, pretty close to the festival, and um, we actually have them playing at the Crux, so hopefully they don't get too big by by then. But um, really great band. Um, and then also this band, um, Perfect Pussy, that's playing on Sunday. Um, kind of yeah. a hardcore band, <laughs> female friend, uh, hardcore band, are or, or, uh, kind of blowing up pretty fast. Um, yeah. A couple off the top of my head. Odessa's doing really well. Yeah, and they're from Seattle, and they're like electronica that just sounds like uh-huh. nothing you've heard. Yeah, yeah, and well, well, La Luz has been growing pretty well last year, and the, which was a, uh, a band the Duck Club brought to town also with. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They it, quick side note on them. They, so they came through twice this last year. We brought them in the summer for the first time, and they came through without Montreal, but. Um, when leaving that show, they, they've got a really bad wreck in their van. Um, you know, they had to drive to Seattle overnight and they hit some black ice. So they've been a little hesitant to come back to Boise, but, um, I was glad they wanted to be involved in the festival. So cool. luck- yeah. luckily they, they, they're all, they all did fine. So. Yikes. Yeah. It was pretty scary. Yeah. That, I mean, you kind of, every once in a while I think about that, how all these different little connections all have to just you know, you're counting on all these different little pieces to work. Yeah, yeah. And with this, there aren't many bands. I mean, because we also had Gold Panda last year got snowed into Berlin the night before he was supposed to play over here. Um, and it's just those things come up. That's part of rock and roll, you know. It, I mean, so it's just to be, it should always be on our toes and nimble and make adjustments as needed. And Yeah, so those were the, the mission glitches last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all came. It was weird. It was, it's funny how it, it worked out. We'll see. Uh, speaking of music, though, is it is your wife part of the mostly muff outfit? Yeah, she is. Yeah, founding <laughs> member and uh, 
yeah, they just played what two weekends ago. Now? I missed it. Um, yeah, and they did all classic soul this year. And you made it great. to that show, I'm guessing. I did. Yeah. yeah. Was it pretty awesome? Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was, they've yeah they've they've gotten quite good. Antler Crafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <laughs> the fun thing about your radio show, and I've actually I'm working at that time, and so I, I listen to it mm-hmm. most most weeks. You know, but every every now and again you throw people a curveball. What was up with Justin Timberlake? Was Duck Club trying to book <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Uh, we're always trying to book Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I, you know, ever since I, I like, um, I, you know, I, so I'm a keyboard player. I think it was like, like six years ago or something. I read an article about how he does all his own. You know, he writes all his own parts and plays all his own parts. And you know, well, I, I just gained a deep respect for him back, you know, um, when Future Sex Love Sounds came out. And ever yeah. since, I've been a lot more open-minded to him. And it's great tunes. I don't like all of it, but. Um, but yeah, I, I like to I'm throw in the cur- the curveball. I'm open to a little yeah. Timberlake now and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, that's an interesting thought. Kind of as we wind down, what about the philosophy of the the festival and where you guys are arriving and deciding, you know, who to bring and and also with Radio Boise and you know, so it's this strange independent world where, you know, sometimes people if they get too popular can be viewed as like selling out or something or mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what what is that like deciding on which bands to bring in and who to pass on yeah i mean so that was it's 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 tricky you know we think of it from many different angles but that was a big part of our conversation this year i think the public would start to you know you know in a positive way it started to see is like oh we're like the next sasquatch or the next coachella or something like that to a degree and Exactly. That's just not what we're trying to do, and um, and and because those are really like headliner focused. You know, there's not a lot of small emerging bands on those festivals. They spend ridiculous amounts of money on those lineups, um, and and so you know, we there was a lot of there was conscious effort to not try to you know, there's it's t- t- tempted to want to pander to that broader demo a, a little bit, you know, just to try to get more people to come, you know, because there's a big broad swath of, of the population that aren't going to go to something they don't recognize the name of somebody, you know? And, um, and, but in the end, we just kept coming back to like, that's not, we're a festival about discovery. We're just continue to stay, stay the course on, you know, building that reputation with our audience. And it's a slower build. Sure. But, um, and, and then in that case, we just do a lot of, we watch a lot of YouTube live YouTube videos of, you know, so, and we opened up an official submission process this year. So, we were overwhelmed with really good submissions. I, I would say we turned away, you know, we, we booked 360 bands, but we turned away a good solid like thousand bands that I think were, were could have played, you know, that were good enough to, um, and then all a, a bunch more, you know, and so there's a lot of tough decisions. We really think I try to think of it a lot like highlighting different genre veins as well that are relevant in our local scene and um, not just trying to book our own taste completely you know and um yeah it's a tricky balance for sure but the philosophy of the festival is really you know trying to focus on highlighting things that you know that 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 deserve to have the light shown on them but it hasn't necessarily happened 
which to me is weird because a lot of the bands we've booked in my mind are pretty big in the independent music world, but for the larger portion of the population, they're still pretty unknown. Well, what parting advice do you have for independent producers and creators? Because you guys have been so successful. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think really, I mean, well, like, same thing I tell young bands is, is you know, if a young band comes to me and they're, they're uh, you know, first thing I check is you, you do realize you're, you're, you're not going to make any money, right? And it's, once they, once we get over that, you know, it's like, it's like, get really clear about why you're there, you know? And so, I mean, we just put so much love into, we were just, we're just music lovers first and foremost, you know, and then, you know, you have to figure out a financial component, whether you're a band or an entity like ours, it has to make sense at some point, but, but start from, from, from there and just really do it from a genuine place, you know? And like, that's how we treat the artists. And I think it's really funny with, on a regular basis, we have a tour manager come and he's kind of hardened because he's been dealing with promoters and other markets that are just you know harder to work with and we're so accommodating and just want to treat them like humans and he's like well they're always like, well well this is cool <laughs> you know and i don't know so that's just our general approach and there's some there's definitely people in other markets approaching it more like that and um and i think just be willing to build 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 slowly you know and just stay true to sort of uh your your integrity with it so well that was 42 minutes Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Eric Gilbert on Syncbook Radio, a production of thesyncbook.com. More information about the work of Mr. Gilbert can be found at theduckclub.com. For more information about the Syncbook, our guests, to check out past shows, or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com. If you'd like to show your support for the podcast, we urge you to become a donor. You'll find the donation links under each episode on the website, and after clicking the link, consider setting up a monthly charge. Thank you, and know that all the kids on the bench don't double dutch. <laughs>